Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here to talk about episode 138, Boss of Moss. <laughs> and we're finally, finally to the Blue Gardens of Talil. Yes. Or should I say the Cordon Blue Gardens of Talil? Because <laughs> it's not blue, it's blue. It's blue. The Bleh Gardens. <laughs> the Bleh Gardens. And remember our instructions, which Alex reminds us, is to try and convert the botanist to see reason, not just multiple reasons, but the reason, and go home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Assuming it's really true that they're, in fact, just the poor misguided victims of Umbarno and not actually the heroes holding out against Mariana and keeping her, the simulacrum of Tarbafon, from getting the soul sight goggles and being able to exploit Tumbaha Mountain. Maybe maybe there's a different angle on her, her need for them being alive. Maybe she needs them to uh, uh, keep the bomb factory going once it's all figured out. It's possible, but I mean, you know, Tarbafon, he's a beefy lich. I'm assuming he can kill them and bring them back, and then her, they're his slaves, and he gets all the knowledge they possessed anyway. That's fair enough. But if they're if they're not undead... Maybe if they're too chopped up. Maybe if they're too damaged. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're maybe undead, this... right, the people of, of Zapotle or Yolispan would revolt when they found out. It's like, we're not having undead near us. So if he keeps them alive, no one's the wiser. That's true. He can. He just, you know, brings them into the, uh, into the cult. What is that? Uh, the Whispering Way. Exactly. All right. Oh, let's see here. And Umbarno's just so horrible, according to Mariana. Although, if again, if you can make him see reason and give up this insanity, which we don't even know what his insanity is. We're just seeing some, you know, effects or some right. symptoms or something with the uh, the weirwoods. I mean, Umbarno could be actually a, this is a wild, wild theory, and I'm sure completely unrealistic, could just be an innocent and someone's taking advantage of, uh, you know, him and the botanists and forcing them to do something. And Mariana, you know, is completely unconnected to Tarbafon and, you know, just wants them back so bad. And they just, you know, have no idea what's going <laughs> on, you know. I mean, it could be I don't that. buy any of it, but I'm just saying there is a universe that could exist where that's a possibility. <laughs> that's, it, it, it's unlikely. <laughs> I agree. Completely unlikely. But uh, I, I like how after Alex describes the place, Joe's like, yeah, we're going, we're going right. Like it's, it's not even, I, I don't even have to think about it. Like I, I there's no, yeah. He wants up. to I see have... these riotous gardens. Yeah. Which I, I assume just means like they're overgrown and, or like there's just a massive amount of color and different things. And it looks bad or looks, I, I didn't take it as looks bad. I thought it meant it was just, you know, teeming with yeah. plant life and colors and it's, you know, yeah, I don't know, loud in that sense. Fair enough. I, I didn't, I didn't take it as overgrown. I just took it as like, you know, boom, there's, look at these gardens, you know, it's boom. Got it. It so makes me want to make some crack, but uh, I'm going to restrain myself. And I, I love the exchange about Joe. I'm like, oh, I want to be huge, but I don't want to be like squeezing in the gardens. Yeah. And all I have to say is, Joe, you're always huge. <laughs> I mean, his his damage output is always huge. Jesus. That's true. And then there's, you know, Joe's huge more often than our genius uses his hero powers or something like that. I mean, it's, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. 
And they, uh, uh, Joe's also got his acid sound effects down. Oh, yeah. Loving that. Loving that. Which is good. So basically, they, they kind of come around the corner and kind of run right into some guards like you do, which is kind of werewoods, yeah. course for them. Yeah, werewoods. Werewood soldiers. Because apparently there's different types. And I, I know we've seen them before, but it didn't occur to me that these were different classes, right? Like the ones at the in front of the stadium were rogues and the ones at the docks were clearly mages like i i, I knew it but i it did, didn't it didn't click for me until till just now this episode i, that they, I didn't they came in different flavors i was getting that they were different flavors i was not getting that they were um that somehow they were class-based like these are mages these are rogues i wasn't getting that but i did notice they were coming in different flavors yeah because they seemed to have different powers and they weren't all jumping into the air and launching fireballs and that kind of stuff they had some different things their constructs i figured they're different models or something you know oh no they're hunter killers barknet's gonna take us down (laughs) but yeah we basically get into a fight and they immediately call for backup which starts running around the corner yeah those bastards (laughs) i mean that's the smart thing to do right it's like oh god we're being invaded get more people down here to stop them yeah yeah. Not only do they call for backup, one of the backups runs to these greenhouses that are over there and opens the door, and this thing just starts slithering out and just like I've seen. Well, he said Japanese it didn't slither. Know where this is going? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Fortunately, but, it turns out to just be a moss golem. Yeah. Which so while it moves is... like those those nasty tentacles, it's not <laughs> right. It's a very um, bushy thing. Very leafy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's uh, not a golem I was familiar with. Like, it's a variation on an adamantine golem, which was really neat. I thought he said Mithra golem. Mithra I mean, golem. It Good really Lord. doesn't matter which one, but. Yeah, um, Mithra golem. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter because Alex doesn't get a It's vulnerable to, use to it. shovels. It's vulnerable to object possession. <laughs> well, yeah, that. I mean, I got, I got the message there. Confirms that Matt, not Tiablith. Is a piece of shit. <laughs> I still think you should try possessing uh, Randall. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. 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 Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that one's going to be weeks and weeks of, come on, it's just an object. <laughs> but the, no, that means he can be affected like objects, which is awesome and terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it means you can stuff him in a bag of holding and pull him out eight hours later, and he should be fine. Exactly. Oh my god! If if he gets hit, yeah, it's greater object. Spell, pos- does he get uh, oh, a yeah, save, yeah. or is he just disintegrated <laughs> like an object? <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Ah, <laughs> uh, I was going to note here that I uh, I realized and I had to go look, but greater object possession. When it is you, it was the only one of the object possession spells that can do this, but it acts like control construct if it's a construct, if, if you're trying to possess a construct. So does that make that was what he's doing cool. a little different or, or no, 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 he's, it's, oh, okay. it's still the same effect, but there's control construct is a separate spell. Mm-hmm. And this one, normally it gives you the, the lesser and the normal object possession are about inanimate objects that you then, that are then become animated. If uh, I understood okay. them correctly. 
and greater object possession does the same thing, or you can do it this other way where it acts as control construct to grab okay. something that's already a construct that's already animated. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So it was kind of neat. Matt's reading the words and I go, yeah, control object or control construct. And I throw it in there and I'm go, yeah, that's exactly what he read. And then I'm like, wait a minute, but I don't think that's what it's called. You know, I'm mm. like, what in the heck? So I bring up object possession. I'm like, what's going on? And then I read in the greater, oh, which axis can, and I went, oh, there we go. That's why. That's why we got it. And I'm sure he went through that last time around at the docks, but didn't click for me then exactly. Oh, let's see. So Moss Golem, it's scary for a second, and then it's not scary. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he loses control of it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a nice so that's, for one round kind of go thing, though. Hey, it, it wasn't beating on the party for a round. That's what's important. Yeah, because apparently it does 4d10 plus 11 damage per hit, which is... Yes, a that's lot. beefy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved Alex pining for triple 20s, but he's not using the power dice, so there's not going to be any PC fatalities. Yeah, no, it's it's it'll be fine. They'll get up. They'll walk it yeah, off. It's all right. They'll walk it off. And then I forget what he said, just around the something, which, of course, in my head went to just around the river bend because I'm a Disney nerd. And uh, I went to Pocahontas. That was the big song out of that one. Just around the river bend, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Hmm. And and true to form with our la- with last episode of Dice and Salt, I, I wasn't that big a fan of Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Scott Pilgrim, Pocahontas, they're just okay. I did, I was blown away by Tom's description. And this that he used... cacophony. Yes! Right. Not yeah. only was it this great description of, of what he said he's imagining, but, you know, Busts out with the cacophony, which was I was like, oh my god, because that's not like a word that's in everybody's vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, it's you know, hammered it was great. Then everybody does that. Let's turn invisible, mm-hmm. uh, except for Tia Blith, who gets up in the air out of the reach of the uh, moss golem. Mm-hmm. And Joe with his, I think I should be attacking, but instead I'm gonna turn invisible and uh, lay on hands. Oh, and Tom was playing with his lightning balls. <laughs> which turned out to be completely ineffective in the face of the moth golem. Yeah, sadly. Oh, Pythagorean guess. I liked Pythagorean guess. That entertained me a lot. Oh, where they're just guessing on the distances and stuff? Well, Matt actually... was, yeah. He goes, I'm going to Pythagorean guess. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I just saw a meme last week where it was, uh, you know, when am I ever going to use the you know, Pythagorean <laughs> theorem in real life? You know, me at 15, me at 27. If... I'm 30 feet in the air and my party's 20 feet away from me. Are they still in range of my healing spell? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then Nick was having some crappy rolls. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, like he's not usually the one to, I mean, like every other, th- it feels like every other role he makes is a crit threat. Right. I know that's probably not quite that much, but. Yeah, he's had some great rolls, and he's got mm-hmm. a huge crit range on that weapon. I mean, he's really made him a crit fishing monster. Yeah. yeah. I, God, what is his crit range? Like 15 to 20? No, he said it was 25%, so um, 16 to 20 would yeah. be 25%. That's five. Yeah, so he's got a... I mean, having a one in four chance to, to crit is great. <laughs> well, one in five chance to crit. Oh no, you're right. You're. I'm sorry. One and four. You're right. You're right. You're right. My <laughs> math's like, wrong. I'm like, I'm like, how did I, my I need math... to go back and Pythagorean and guess some more? Oh wait, that's the wrong kind of math. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All I wanted to know about Nick was, are you clutching your power dice, buddy? Because this sounds like a power dice issue. Like, you are not holding them, and that's why you're rolling for crap. Maybe he's playing with Tom's lightning balls. I don't know. Oof. Oof. Zeno, that was toast, not me. Yeah, yeah and we do end up with we do end up with the uh, what is it that that the plants on the outside of the lab, you know, with their bioluminescence start flashing, and then you can hear the klaxon sounding from inside. I'm I'm paraphrasing the description Alex gave there. Yeah. So uh, I mean, all in all, I, it was a pretty quick. I mean, it, it's it's a good combat, no complaints, a yeah. lot of fun. But it, you know, it's pretty quick. Let's go check the place out to, you know, somebody's pulled the goddamn fire alarm and, you know, <laughs> everything's going apeshit. So well, they're they're as subtle as subtle as always. Yes, yes, this is quite the subtle crew. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Man, just, entertainment. Uh, yeah, I'm no, was... I'm still looking forward to it being revealed that uh, you know Umbarno's the hero and the PCs <laughs> have been set against him wrongfully. Because I think we're only an episode away from that, personally. I feel like there's going to be more to this. I think we're going to get at least three or four episodes out of oh, this place. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Joe grabbed that staff. He went into the one shed that had all the the implements for oh, gardening. Right, right, right. I forgot And there's the staff. Completely. I, you know, the topped with a green, I think he said a green emerald that radiates power. Something like that. I wonder what yeah. the hell that thing is. Um... I guarantee you it's it's something to do with like plants or nature or something. Well, yeah. It's the blue <laughs> gardens of Talil. The blue It's all about gardens. plants and nature. Well my goodness. Okay. Your Pythagorean for, guessing needs a little improvement. Sorry for pointing out the obvious. I know oh. it has to do with that somehow, but I'm wondering what. You know, what is it? <laughs> what kind of staff is it? Maybe it's a staff of control plants. Well that would and be good. Can control the the moss golem or the moss on the moss golem, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's you know I'm gonna turn the hair on your body against you and it's all gonna you know stab you at the same time. Yes, got it. Mm-hmm. I the thing with stabs though I think in Pathfinder unless I've lost my mind, which is I entirely possible. It is. I think they're not of a. Of that, uh, I mean, I think they're more like, you know, they got a little more utility to each one of them. Mm-hmm. Let me look at some possible options. Staves. Oh, maybe. Let me look at this one. This one looks promising. Staff of the Woodlands, except it's not topped with a gem, so. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like that quite fits the Blue Gardens. Because mm-hmm. it's got charm animals, speak with the animals, summon nature's ally. I mean, it has wall of thorns. It has animate plants. It's got bark skin. I mean, it's about 50-50. I don't know. It could be good. Could be good. I'm looking to see if I can see something else that's, you know, planty, botanical in nature. Yeah, I don't, I don't, nothing else in here is kind of, well, maybe this one was a. It might be one of the, you know, AP exclusive items. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got another one here from the Heroes of the Wild, but that's, oh, that, although this one is all on point because it's bark skin, plant growth, and speak with plants for its powers. So that's a that's a good one. Doesn't match the description, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm glad I'm cut. We've got a couple options. I don't know. Maybe it is an AP AP specific one, which would be cool. Yeah. Have they gotten a whole lot of AP specific loot? 
Uh, well, they got all of. Um, I know they got the stuff. Razni's stuff. I guess so. That's just all kind of given to them for book four. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's. Well, usually they spread it out and put pieces in different places. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. bosses or things like that. Yeah, you get weird, and some of it you won't, you wouldn't even notice really. I remember uh, Rise of the Rune Lords had a pair of frost axes that are hand axes for one of the ogres or something like that. That's because they're so big, mm-hmm. but they turn out to be, you know, you get to use them, you get to use them one handed as axes, and then they have some some cool uh, powers to them. They're not, I mean, they're not super neat, but they're, they, you know, it was neat. It had some cool powers. Yeah. Yeah. I know the last book of Jade Regent has like an otherworldly kimono that basically, it's like once a day or maybe it's like, I forget the the timing, but you could basically get to cast maze for free with no save. (laughs) Not that I think the maze still has a initial save anyway, but you just pulls someone into the kimono and their image appears on it. <laughs> wow. So you, yeah. you, what do you do? Just walk up, flash the kimono. It's, it's got like a range on it. You don't even have to be that close. Oh, wow. So you can flash them at a distance <laughs> with the kimono and then they're sucked in. Yep. Stunned and sucked into the maze. That is your kimono. Exactly. And then there's yeah, like, that sounds bad. Yeah. And then there's like, um, you know, those weapons that Raphael uses the teenage mutant Ninja turtle, the little three pointed, Size oh, the size. Yeah. They're not really offensive weapons. They're defensive weapons, I think. There's one of those in here that basically when you hit someone, you have a chance to cast silence on them, which is kind of neat. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how that how that staff shakes out. If that's, yeah, because uh... it sounds fun. It could be could be really fun. It could just be something that's there and could be funny. It gives them... But true. Yeah. Knowing, knowing how they tend to use objects or magic items yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of funny and and this is at least garden themed a homebrew campaign we're doing our thing but we come to this place that has got a garden that's alive so hedges are attacking us and things like that or shrubberies are shaped like animals and they you know the lion shrubbery attacks us in the gardening shed we found uh vorpal pruning shears <laughs> And, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was just, you know, it's, it was funny. We're like, oh, well, that's a big use, right? So into the party bag of holding they go. Turns out though, we had several occasions where we needed something to chop through and we're like, Hey, wait a minute. Don't we have those Vorpal pruning shears? Yeah. Crunch, crunch, <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. And you know, we, we took an object of, or a mirror of opposition and, and got it cut off its hinge without activating it. Cause it was going to, the trap was it would sprint, you know, it would fold up and catch you by surprise and then you'd be toasted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we disarmed that and then said, well, what is it hooked to? Well, this thing, Oh, well, how about we carefully cut through the hinge so it doesn't pop on a, you know, pop into view on us type thing. Yeah. So there was that. And we ended up using it a couple other times and we're like, man, if only we had something that could cut through, Hey, what about those vorpal pruning shears? Let's give them a try. <laughs> anyway, I'm not proposing the staff will be that cool that that'll keep getting pulled out, but I, I, mean, I could be. I'm there for the amusement factor. Yeah. I'm disappointed we didn't get inside the building, but I mean, we are just taking care of the guards outside stealthily. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's what these guys consider stealth, so. I, I know, I know, it just. It's like, hey, let's set it all up. You know, let's set everything up. It's kind of like I, I get this image of like uh, 
General Zod, and I forget who the who his sidekicks were, the name of the sidekicks. I think of Zod from uh, Superman 2, the Christopher Reeve Superman. And, you know, they're just sort of waiting, you know, waltzing in, tearing things open. And, oh, that's what we want. And they leave. Except, you know, the guys aren't quite as smooth and together as that. <laughs> it's definitely that approach. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I mean, we, we talked about the combat and the combat was fun. It was funny, especially the... <laughs> Yeah, it's that's no, oh, it's nice. It's your your golem. It's mine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you uh, know, and I got in there. This confirms that Matt, not Teoblith, is a piece of shit. <laughs> Which is you know straight from uh, Alex's mouth to our ears. Yep. All right, I'm gonna do it then. Take us away. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter, and I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It it makes you it you you makes you want to make crack. You want to start dealing? No, make some crack. Make a statement. But I'm no, going to restrain you, you, myself. You just said crack. So I, I I assumed we were getting into the drug business. It is organic. <laughs> all natural 100% all natural yeah GMO free crack let's not you know since we know I'm an idiot let's not you know sure sure